Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sinhelm alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusabi. Samer, how are we doing this week? I am doing real well, Matt. Thank you. Um, hey, how are, how are you? Oh, well, th- thank you for asking. I mean, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, as always. Yeah. Very excited about our mix this week. Because um, I feel like it's hard to be in a bad mood when you're listening to music from Motown. Yeah, it's funny, um, and that's why I asked you actually how you are. Uh, a, because it's been a while, but B, because I wanted to see <laughs> if you felt the same way as me, because that is my first note for this Motown mix, which is like, I can't think of a more joyful genre of music than Motown. Like, it's just, it is really hard to be in a bad mood when you listen to it. It's so good. Yeah, and so incredible, and it was so hard to just pick six songs and as I'm sure it was for you. And so, yeah, for anybody out there listening to this, we know we didn't hit all of them. The, the, this is definitely in that category of mixes. We'll have to do a volume two just to kind of do it justice. But the catalog is just so vast. Yeah, it really is. For me, I, I try to pick songs that um, I have listened to in my life a number of times. Uh, so just kind of bring in a little bit of personal element to the mix. Um, but we will kick things off here with track number one, and it's Matt's pick. And you went with Shotgun by Junior Walker and the All-Stars. So as I was putting this together, I determined this is actually the best intro song for a Motown mix, in my opinion, in this broadcaster's opinion. (laughs) Um, It's just, I mean, just the very beginning of it, you get the drums and the horns and the energy just right off the bat. It just kind of explodes there. Um, the interesting thing I found about this song, first of all, it's a pretty well-known song. Like, I feel like I've known this one, I don't know, my whole life, right? Like I've never Mm -hmm. not known Shotgun. And, um, it was Junior Walker's vocal debut. And he's actually, he's a really well-accomplished saxophone player. And he was in the studio that day and they were waiting on the vocalist to show up and no vocalist shows up. So they're like, all right, well, let's just run through it anyway. And he he does the vocals on it, um, along with playing the saxophone. And uh, Barry Gordy, who uh, you know, legendary Motown producer, he um, he was like, let's just go with this version. So they didn't <laughs> re-record it. And uh, I just thought that was incredible that it's like we're gonna we're gonna go with this at least vocally unknown you know commodity versus uh, maybe bringing in someone who's a little bit better uh, established. Yeah, uh, I always love stories like that. I mean, they're, it's so crazy how things just happen sometimes like that. I mean, we've talked about it a number of times of how people recording and they'll just pull someone in from the hallway and then it becomes this legendary track. And, and here's another <laughs> case where because of circumstances, we get this legendary track. Um, I always wonder, too, like the person who was supposed to be on this, are, are they just kicking themselves? You know, <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, you wonder if they decided to do an errand. And it's like, well, don't you need to be at the studio? And it's like, look, they're not going to start without me. All right. <laughs> right. 
I got nothing to worry about. I mean, I am me. <laughs> little, look, I got a little thing called job security. Okay, don't you worry about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, this song is great. It has that amazing Motown sound. Obviously, like all of these do. Um, I love the ending too. The the little fun fact I, I read is that he ends by singing "It's Twine Time." And he just, you know, and it sounds like, and even to, I believe to Gordy, it sounded like he was saying it's crying time. And he was like, no, 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 it's twine time. And he's like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also don't know what that means, but it works. You know, why it's not? It's twine time. Uh, yeah. It's twine time. <laughs> Let's go with that. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Track two, your first pick. You went with You Can't Hurry Love by, of course, The Supremes. Yeah, the Supremes are going to make a number of appearances on this because how could they not as our as our inaugural Motown mix? Um, I mean, Diana Ross on lead vocals, right? I mean, just right there. Of course, the Supremes are going to be on this mix. What an amazing voice. I never get tired of listening to her sing. Um, this was their seventh number one hit. I mean, talk about like a super group, right? Uh, unbelievable. Like everything that they produced, it became a massive success. Uh, this is also just my top of mind kind of Motown. I, I love the sound of it. I love like the lyrics. Um, again, one that you listen to and you just want to like smile listening to it. So uh, I have a lot of very positive memories uh, with this song in particular. So you can't hurry love. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great message. Um, it's been covered a number of times, most famously probably by Phil Collins. Like that version still gets a lot of radio play which is really interesting. And then um, the former Dixie Chicks, now just the Chicks, uh, they also covered the song as well. Um, and yeah, both were kind of, you know, pretty straightforward um, covers of this song. But I, I think you're right vocally. When I go back and listen to this one after listening to the cover versions of it, I'm just like, this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to compete with Diana Ross. I, I <laughs> That's... That's my broadcaster's opinion, this broadcaster's opinion. <laughs> well, and I, I think one thing that stood out just on this whole mix was really just how much of the talent is vocal when mm -hmm. it comes to a lot of these artists versus, you know, oh, you got to listen to this person play this instrument or that instrument. So uh, this is definitely an example of that. I'm not sure uh, what, you know, musical instrument ability Diana Ross has and the Supremes, but... You know they're they're very good at what they are they are known for, which is just singing. Yeah, no, that's a that's an excellent point. All right, speaking of another just amazing singer, your next pick you went with "Signed, Sealed, Delivered." I'm yours in parentheses, of course, by Stevie Wonder. Yeah, this one. You know, when I started to think of Stevie Wonder songs, and this, you know, similar to the Supremes, this won't be the only Stevie Wonder song we highlight here. Um, you know, this is the first one that comes to mind. I just love those opening chords. And then his voice comes in after that. And uh, I just love the uh, kind of desperation in this song. You know, like I was, he's really just saying, I'm, I was an idiot, right? Like, mm -hmm. now, now, like, I'm back. I'm yours. Okay, forget all that. Like, and so uh, I just, I love the message here. And I, I just love the energy from it. So, um, yeah, this one has always been just kind of the... Uh, the biggest standout for me amongst this catalog, but also interesting here. Some of the instrumentation comes from an electric sitar, which mm. is, uh, which is interesting. I think that's that opening instrument. That's awesome. No, I didn't know that. Um, I was, I was kind of laughing about this one because 
this is one that I've always just likened to be a love song because it kind of like just from some of the lyrics, you'd be like, oh, it's a love song. Like, hey, I'm yours. I'm signed, sealed, delivered. Mm -hmm. But then, like you said, you realize that it's literally about kind of a story of someone who's been out like cheating and, and messing around. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. Leave, leaving his lover behind and then coming back and be like, yeah, yeah no, sorry. Like, I, trust me, I'm yours. <laughs> So maybe not quite the love song that I originally thought. <laughs> a certain form of a love song, perhaps. It's a desperate but... love song. It's a desperate love <laughs> right. song. I think is the best way to put it. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Your next pick. You went with The Way You Do the Things You Do by The Temptations. I, I love that because even how you read that, it just sounds musical, right? Like it's even just the, the title. <laughs> well, part of it is just me broadcasting at a high level, I think. But <laughs> right. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk, talk about the music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. No, yeah. Your talent is, <laughs> it's been hard to keep up with. I, I feel myself being left at the starting line more and more. But um, the way you do the things you do is again one of my all-time favorites another song that brings just so much joy to my heart i really love the lines here i just love how creative um a lot of these things are f for example right like you've got a smile so bright you know you could have been a candle i'm holding you so tight you know you could have been a handle like there's so many of these just amazing um uh, like comparisons here and and it works so well um the lyrics just honestly make you smile like i just love this whole idea of of you know, them comparing someone to all of these things that, that, you know, are great. Like you smile so bright, you could have been a candle. Like, I just love that. So, um, didn't know that it was written by Smokey Robinson, uh, actually. So it's pretty cool. Um, and then sung by the Temptations and, and obviously a very popular hit, um, for many, many years. So yeah, I absolutely love this song. Yeah, I, I read it when I was reading up on this. Yeah. The Smokey Robinson thing stood out to me, had no idea he was involved. And uh, apparently he and Bobby Rogers were, you know, on a tour bus and they would just kind of go back and forth with these, like trying to make each other laugh with these funny pickup lines, like the ones you just described, you know, smile so bright, you could have been a candle. And uh, then they realized that they can kind of put some of these together. And that's kind of how the song started to come together was just kind of this, you know, them just having fun on the tour bus. And then it's shaking out into these uh, great lyrics. That's awesome. I love that. Well, speaking of Smokey Robinson, uh, your next pick, The Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. So I, I realized this might be one of my favorite songs ever, this one. Um, I just think it's so great. Uh, it's such an upbeat song, right? And, and then you listen to the lyrics, and obviously the title is The Tears of a Clown, and it's really just like, Look, I'm I'm smiling on the outside. I may look okay, but I'm not, right? Mm -hmm. And I just I remember her, hearing this really young, and th thinking that was just so clever that even the the outside of the song is kind of happy and upbeat, right? And so uh, I just thought that was so brilliantly done. It's one of the few hit records out there to prominently feature a bassoon, which is always impressive. Um, and they also reference the opera uh, Pagliacci at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is, you know, famously referenced in an episode of Seinfeld. So, you know, you could imagine me hearing this song when I was younger, and then years later, this episode of Seinfeld comes along, and I'm like, why does this sound so familiar? And it's like, oh my gosh. So drawing this pop culture through line from Smokey Robinson to, uh, to a great episode of Seinfeld. 
That's funny. Well, I'll continue that through line all the way to an episode of The Office where um, Ryan, it's later, I think, in season seven or eight. Ryan is very distraught because he just hears the news, which he later finds out is false, that Smokey Robinson died. And Jim and, and Pam are kind of like making fun of him, you know, because he just seems like a bandwagon fan. They're like, name one other song. And he's like, well, oh, I can't I can't handle this right now. I'm just too distraught. <laughs> Because this is the only song you know it's by Smokey. <laughs> so if this ever happens to you, I'm going to give you a freebie. Just mention the agony and the ecstasy. Be like, oh, I love the agony and the ecstasy. Okay, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I got to come up with more Smokey Robinson songs so I'm not right. <laughs> fake, fake distraught at his yeah. death. Um, but I absolutely, I love this song too. I think this is just a delightful song. Um, it does, it, he kind of, you know, like picked up on this like circus theme and wrote the, the lyrics for it. Um, in terms of like the, the instrumentation and it, it is it's a beautiful song and I agree it, it's one that is again dove into the lyrics I was like huh like this this doesn't really match a whole lot about what he's talking about but it is such a beautiful song all right so we said Steve would make multiple appearances on the mix here so here's the second one uh, you've got for once in my life by Stevie Wonder yes um, oh my goodness I mean talking about random instruments the, harmon- the harmonica play on this one is, is like my just absolute favorite. I love harmonicas. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Bring them into as many things as you can. I know they get like kind of a bad rap for some reason. Who knows why? But in this one, it just brings a smile to my face. Um, this is another one that I feel like all of these could be, if they haven't already been used a hundred times, they could all be like in rom-com trailers or they could be in the, in the movies themselves. Like... They're just these quintessential kind of um, yeah romantic like people falling in love songs and um, yeah this was just I really really like it I love you know apparently it was like written originally um, I believe for uh, by Ron Miller um, for like some other record deal and then he picked this one up and did it kind of in an up tempo version and it just took off and so absolutely beautiful and again like we can never get enough of Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I mean, this is such a great song. And there were a lot, a lot of, you know, like you said, it was written for another studio. And, you know, I guess the, the other versions are kind of slowed down, which mm-hmm. listening to those, it's really kind of fascinating um, because I feel like the the up-tempo of this really fits the lyrics a lot better, you know, because there is a joy to this song, right? For once in my life, I've found that person, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting that so many other versions of it are more slowed down and you can find some cover versions that are like that because I, I just don't think it works really quite as well as the uh, as the up-tempo nature here that uh, that Stevie puts out. Right. I feel like, you know, a reading of it is kind of with a dark point of view. It could be like for once in my life, I have someone who needs me could be like, oh, my gosh, someone is just like really dragging me down. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. How how did I get myself in this position? Oh, I didn't. I was just floating along aimlessly, and now someone needs me. I know. <laughs> a completely different reading of, of the lyrics. Right. <laughs> um, all right, track number seven, um, The Supremes, again, making another appearance. And you went with I Hear a Symphony. Yeah, so I, I mean... You mentioned it earlier. There's so many hit songs by the Supremes. It's actually kind of ridiculous. But um, this one, I feel like, doesn't get as much love as maybe some of the others. But I just think it's brilliant. I, I love it. You know, 
lyrically, you know, I want, you know, when I see you, I hear a symphony, right? And, and so there's just kind of this beautiful love song, obviously, you know, beautiful voices over it. But I also love musically how they're talking about hearing a symphony and it's such this brilliant combination of like, you get the feel of like sort of symphonic music and this kind of soul music overlay to it. So I just uh, I just love how it's done in this song. So this was this one always stood out to me from the Supremes and definitely the you know one of the first ones that came to mind when I thought about Motown. Yeah, it is absolutely beautiful. And I also had a note on the lyrics that you know, as far as I can tell, and again, you know, listeners prove me wrong. Um, there's no tragic second meaning here. You know, like it really, it's just like a very lovely love song about uh, the music that you kind of hear whenever you're like near someone you love. Um, so it's like you get close to someone you love and care about and you kind of just feel like there's a music swelling inside you. Um, and of course, it, this also happens a lot in movies where they'll cue music whenever two people are meeting or coming together. So I think it's, it's appropriate for all of those things. Uh, and it's a very lovely song. All right, so let's take a, a hard right turn here and go to your next pick, which is uh, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted by Jimmy Ruffin. Yeah, this is a hard right. So not all Motown songs, I guess, have to be totally happy. Um, although, to be honest, I could listen to this as part of this mix and I wouldn't even like miss a beat, you know, because I'd just be like, oh, I love this song. And it wouldn't even matter that it's this really painful song about a breakup. Um but, you know, I say that, but then at the end, you know, in the outro, he has this really beautiful verse about basically like hope. You know, he, he sings here, I'll be looking every day. I know I'm going to find a way. Nothing's going to stop me now. I'll find a way somehow. Um, and, you know, I think that that is a really nice message to leave on because he does obviously sing about this really painful breakup. And, and anyone who's been through a breakup knows how dark those days can be. But then you do always eventually find that light. Uh, and find that little bit of hope and realize that you're on the mend and that like things will be okay and you can kind of you know rebuild your life hopefully in a, in a much better and stronger way the, the next time around so yeah I, I love that for this song but honestly I just I love the vocals I think he does an amazing job of singing with that kind of pain behind it um, and it's just again another just uh, beautiful song that I'll never tire of and, and I also think it was something that my parents listened to which is why it came to mind I might be on that forever mixtape I've referenced all throughout the show. I think this is another entrance. <laughs> yeah, this is a great one. And you're right. There is an element of hopefulness to the to the song. Um, I think the thing that always comes to mind here is I remember watching a documentary about the uh, 1972 men's Olympic basketball team, which for those who aren't familiar, uh, they kind of famously lost the gold medal game to the USSR. And uh, there were some very questionable officiating. And that's kind of why this documentary came about uh, was because of that. And Doug Collins, who nowadays is known more as a commentator or coach, but um, he was a brilliant player uh, back in the day. He was on that 72 Olympic team. And prior to the game, he said he was trying, they're in Munich, Germany. He's trying to find some American music on the radio, right? Like obviously no iPhone or something that he Mm -hmm. could just sort of dial up whatever song he wants to listen to. And uh, he said the only song that he could find in English was this song. And he's telling the story in the documentary. And he's like, you know, little did I know it was kind of prophetic for what was going to happen that day. Because, uh, wow. you know, yeah, it was just this, you know, as he sees it as a competitor and, you know, obviously reaching the Olympics, getting to the gold medal game, but then falling short. So he said this game, this this song always kind of stuck with him from there on. 
um, because of that experience. So anyway, that, that's the story I also associate with the song. So, um, but you're right. There's probably a little bit more hopefulness to it um, than than maybe you know is led on by that story. But but certainly a you know notable song nonetheless. That's fascinating. I, I wonder if anything else had been playing, if things might have been different. <laughs> yeah, that is always funny, right? Like it's kind of one of those coincidence and, and correlation, like. I'm sure if they had won the game, he never would have even told that story, right? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, yeah. You're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, track number nine, a song we featured before, but um, definitely needs to be on this mix. And it is Papa Was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations. Yeah, this was on our, our Father's Day mix where we realized that there's not a lot of positive songs about fathers out there. And um this is definitely in that category of not a positive song. But I do think it's a brilliant song. Um, musically, there's so many different instruments at work here. It's amazing. All the Temptations get a chance to showcase their voices um, in this at one part or another. The story, I mean, is, is very sad, right? Like, you know, Papa was a rolling stone. Like, he was never around. He just kept moving along. And, um, you know, when he died, all he left us was alone. You know, so it's really, a, you know, definitely a sad song, but I, I do love all the uh, all the things sonically about this. Yeah, I'm just remembering our Father's Day mix now. It's like Father of Mine by Everclear and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cat in the Cradle. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, it's literally all about absentee fathers. It's tragic. <laughs> it's we need to maybe remake our Father's Day mix episode. <laughs> Try to find something. Well, really, yeah. some enterprising music producer out there just needs to be like, hey, let's come up with like a, hey, Dad, thanks for being around sort of right. song. Like, let's get somebody to pen that song. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I, I really love this track. This My reaction to this one, again, listening to it one more time was like, this is the type of song that makes me wish I had like a record player and really good speakers because of how rich the instrumentation is and the vocals. Like you want every detail to come through because there's so much happening. Um, and it's even more impressive. It was recorded, you know, ages ago before you could have all these like millions of digital channels coming through. Like this is all manually being done. Um, and so I think it's like that was my reaction to this song. I just absolutely love it. And I love the super long intro into it. So really happy that you put this back on the mix. I feel like coming around to some of these songs a second or third time as we get into the show, a couple years into the show, it's like it's really interesting is how my reaction to it changes even through this year and a half or two years um, and how I'm, you know, just learning to listen to them a little bit differently every time. It's been really cool. Yeah, you yeah you've mentioned that before with certain songs. I I totally agree. Like yeah, when you come back to certain songs at different times in your life, it's like oh that's that really hits differently. You know, uh, yeah. certainly this. I mean, obviously the first time I heard it when I was much younger, I I wasn't a father myself, right? But this wasn't exactly a a ringing endorsement for being a father, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's a little differently now. I'm like, well, at least I'm not like that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, you've got Reach Out, I'll Be There by The Four Tops. Yeah, every single mix I find, there's a song that after I've listened to the whole mix, that's the one that I keep singing over and over in my head, or like there's a hook in it or an earworm element to it. And for this mix, it's this one, Reach Out, I'll Be There. Um, the chorus, you know, where they're singing that song, I think... I may have been mistaken earlier. I think this might be the song that my parents used to listen to all the time, and, and that's why it's um, 
it's on this because I've just, yeah, I feel like I have memories going way back of listening to it. I really like it. I think it's beautiful. Um, Levi Stubbs is the lead vocal. I mean, what a beautiful voice that reaches out or reaches out. I mean, it, it does, he does kind of. He does reach out. He <laughs> does reach out, right? Exactly, actually. Yeah, I'm not going to correct myself. His, <laughs> his voice does reach out <laughs> into into our hearts and our souls. Um but yeah, it's it's beautiful, and I really really like this song. So it's close to my my all time favorite here um, by the Four Tops. Yeah, the way he sings this, like it's borderline like shouting. He, I mean, when you said reach out, I was like, well, yeah, pun intended. But th- that's exactly what he's doing. I mean, you have no choice but to give him a call. You know how like sometimes you meet people, and it's like, well, hey, if you need any help, give me a call, and you're just like, well, that's kind of a throwaway line, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm like, no, Levi Stubbs really sincerely wants me to reach out. Like, he's going to be there for me. (laughs) I really believe that. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. All right, home stretch here, your last track. And you went with Do I Love You, parentheses, Indeed I Do, by Frank Wilson. Okay, so this is a song that that just cooks, like, from the beginning, right? Like, just Mm -hmm. gets going. The lyrics are a little faster paced. Um, but I recently rediscovered this one because our old friend Bruce Springsteen, I guess he's not officially a friend of the show, but, you know, we like to think so. He makes a lot of appearances on the show. But Bruce has got a new album coming out where all he's doing is uh, cover versions of soul mm-hmm. and R&B songs. And the uh, first single from that album was a cover of this song. And so, um, yeah, so I, so I heard him do this one. And then I was like, I got to revisit the original. He stays pretty true to it. Uh, but God, I just I just love this one. I think it's just so it's so well written and and just the pace and the energy. Like you really believe Frank Wilson loves this person. <laughs> There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Indeed, he does. Um, <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's now that's funny. broadcasting at a high level. That's really good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, finally, I'm catching up. I'm on your heels. <laughs> Um, you know what? It's so funny. Before I get into the song itself, as I was building the Spotify playlist, as always, you can find our playlist in our show notes. Um, you know, and I type out the name of this, Do I Love You? And there pops up, you know, below the Frank Wilson track is the Bruce Springsteen track. And I was like, that's how he snuck in Bruce this time. I feel like there's always a Bruce Easter egg, um, among all of our mixtapes. <laughs> And so that was this one that made me smile. So, yeah, it's an amazing song, though. You're absolutely right. Super upbeat. Um, this is apparently like the only Motown single by this by this producer, Frank Wilson, if I understand correctly the history of it. Like, he was a producer. He recorded this track. He didn't like it. He destroyed almost every copy of it. And so there's only very few left. Um, they fetch a high dollar price now, as you can imagine, because the song is great. Uh, so I just, it's, it's kind of it's kind of amazing that that he would record this and then decide he doesn't like it and and want to literally destroy it. But uh, thankfully it was not fully destroyed and we can listen to it today. What I love about that is like nowadays, if I'm like, well, if we didn't like the recording of this show, right, we just kind of slide it over to the trash box on our desktop and it's like, it's gone. Whereas like he had to go out with like a a hammer and like physically destroy all these tapes. Right. right? (laughs) (laughs) All these pressed vinyls, yeah, like he's, he's bending them. I don't know what he's doing, lighting them on just fire. just so much more effort, right? Like nowadays. <laughs> right. 
It's true. How many people, if you were like, yeah, no, you have to destroy that. Well, what's that going to take? Uh, look, get a hammer, get, get start a bonfire. Like, yeah, it's right. going to be a going to be a process they'd just be like no nah, i'm good with it let's just roll with this version <laughs> is this like when websites make you type in the word delete to confirm a de- deletion and it's like that's a lot of work right it like, is no. right yeah just that like multi-factor authentication i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> right Do I it's like, well, I guess... type in the six digit code <laughs> <laughs> like well i'm not checking my bank account balance today because my phone is on the other side of the room <laughs> I'm just going to fly blind today. I'm pretty sure I have enough money in there. Let's just go with it. (laughs) Let's just go with it. But yeah, so I appreciate Frank Wilson's effort, not only on this track, but also later uh, hating it so much that he went to the effort to try to destroy it. So um, yeah, appreciate that. Um, All right, let's finish this off. And uh, we go big on this one. You got You're All I Need to Get By by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Yeah, another reappearance. We, we've had this track before on uh, one of our mixes, but had to put it back on here because I think this is my all-time favorite Motown, one of them. I, I've said that a lot about every single track on here. <laughs> <laughs> but this one might be my all-time, all-time. It's a different category. Um, I just love the, you know, like we talked about before, I love how they recorded this. They recorded this separately. Um, Tammy Terrell, unfortunately, had uh, it was either surgery or an accident. I'm blanking at this moment, but she needed to basically record it on her own schedule. Marvin Gaye recorded it on his and then the producer like mixed these two tracks. And that's part of why they kind of sound like they're singing on top of each other ever so slightly um, because they did that on like they, they kind of worked that into the track. And I just think that made it so much better. And, you know, we talk a lot about what if, like, instead they had just both been in the studio that day, then we might not have gotten what I think is like this brilliant kind of like mashup of these two people, again, where they're just like ever so slightly a little bit on top of each other um, in the verses. And then, of course, in the chorus, they come together perfectly. And I just think it's so unique how it's recorded. It's a beautiful song. It's a really beautiful love song. Um, So absolutely love this track. And I'll listen to it for the rest of my life. I really, really like it. Yeah, you're right. The way their voices work together, it, it's it's really magical. Yeah, the the way they kind of intertwine. And I also love how it starts out so softly and then the emotion just sort of builds up in the song and and, and their their voices build up along with it. So I just yeah, this is you're you're absolutely right. Like I just love this song. Um it's so well done and it's such a just great message, such a great romance song. It is, and, and the one line that I'll call out, there's a lot of them that I really like, but Marvin Gaye, the way he sings these lines, like an eagle protects his nest, for you I'll do my best, stand by you like a tree, dare anybody to try and move me. I, I think it's just, it's poetry, it's absolutely beautiful, um, you know, really trying to challenge, you know, the world of like, try and move me, right? Like, I'm, I'm here, I'm protecting you, I'm not going to go anywhere, and I think it's a gorgeous sentiment, so really, really lovely song, and like I said, one that I'll listen to for many years to come. No, it's a great way to go out. So so there we go. Without a doubt, I, I'm going to go ahead and predict there'll be a volume two of this one. But for now, you get, you get volume one of uh, your Motown mix there for your super awesome mix collection. Um, but we've got plenty of other mixes to work on. So, uh, so we'll get to that. And so for Samra, this is Matt. And we'll see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. 
Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.